When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor at The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you guys ready to talk about tidal waves, tornadoes, and comets? Oh, my. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or this podcast may be a disaster. Oh, boy. You, you took it. Yeah, I was going to say it. You took it. <laughs> and I'm not mad. Not mad no. at all. Um, so if you guys have listened to our podcast for a while now, you know, a few things about the three of us, we love talking about eighties and nineties action films. We have a soft spot for superheroes. We definitely don't agree on everything, but what you might not know is that we are suckers for disaster movies. Maybe it's more than others. Yeah. I was about to say, maybe it's because we grew up in the golden age of disaster films with independence day, the day after tomorrow, Armageddon, Dante's peak, and many, many more, but we just adore the big, dumb world ending movie genre. And with Moonfall hitting theaters this weekend, we thought now would be the perfect time to talk about our favorite disaster films. And honestly, this is one where it's tough for us to narrow down just to pick one movie each, especially for Mr. D'Angelo over there, who might be the biggest disaster (laughs) movie fan of all time and who has had his own uh, de facto disaster movie marathon. Yes, absolutely. How many movies have you watched over the past two days? I was actually just bringing it up. It's incomplete. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work. And, I, and I've enjoyed work. every fucking minute of it. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to pick three disaster movies. We're going to talk about them um, and hopefully turn some people on to the great subgenre that is the world ending. <laughs> um, but before we get to our favorite disaster films, I've got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Yellowstoners, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Are we still saying Spotify? Is that cool? Uh, well, they aren't paying us. So that's true. Know. That's true. true. So uh, let's just, let's, let's, I digress. Let's get into this. Um, I think there's a specific order we should go for in this episode. I think we've picked three films that are really unique in a lot of ways, but also a good representation of kind of the, the spectrum of disaster films. So with that in mind, I want to start with Brian because his pick something that I think a lot of listeners might not be aware of. And it shows that not all disaster films have to be big budget star studded affairs. Sometimes they can be strong dramas uh, on a budget even. So Brian, why don't you let the listeners know what you chose? Yeah. And I mean, I hadn't even heard about this until I think it was Mike actually, when we saw the cinematic masterpiece Tomb Raider, this is 20, <laughs> 2018's Tomb Raider uh, directed by uh, Roar. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can try. Uthaug. Roar Uthaug. Uh, it's probably better than I could do. Yeah. First name Roar. Uh, <laughs> like the Heath Ledger show. Um, remember Roar? Like the, oh my God. Oh, okay. Talk about No. 
Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm glad anyways, that entertained you, Brian. Yes. Well, so anyways, the, the the movie is called The Wave. It's a Roar Uthog joint. And <laughs> I I am struggling a little bit because I am I'm yeah, Mike had said had said that you know I need to see this movie. I think he even mentioned it in his review of Tomb Raider. It took me a while. And it wasn't until honestly very recently before we even started talking about doing this, this specific uh, episode here that I got around to watching the wave. I don't know why I just somehow, I just queued it up one day and boy, did I love it. Um, it Welcome. really knocked me off, off my feet. Like a, yeah, like, like, like a wave. Um, sending <laughs> like a Norway tidal wave that drowns people in Norway. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking actually, as I'm saying this at uh, some of the places where this occurs and I, and I just can't pronounce any of these <laughs> names, but, but really the movie is pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And what I want to touch on in a moment is, is where is, is why I love this movie so much and where I feel it, it borrows from whether intentionally or not, but really the movie is, it, it's, it, the, the title says it all. It's about a, an avalanche that causes a uh, tsunami that descends upon this uh, small uh, Norwegian village and causes just incredible destruction, uh, loss of life. And it really focuses on, I would say, one, one family uh, that's kind of separated during this whole ordeal. Uh, the father is, at the beginning of the film, is departing his job as a i believe he's a geologist yeah he and is. yeah and recognizes not long after he's finished his last day at work that something's not right here there's some seismic readings that indicate that something something big may be happening his co-workers or i guess former co-workers at that point don't believe any of this to be true but nonetheless they send a, a small team to go investigate and not long after things go predictably awry and disastrous um, disastrous indeed and th this movie i i would say there's there's elements of dante's peak again well, that's probably not intentional at all but that the, the the scientist who is trying to convince people that this thing is about to happen and then it actually happens there's no one ever believes the scientist no i know exactly. the, well so the problem is is it's never like neil degrasse tyson it's always <laughs> yeah. like neil degrasse tyson's like frazzled younger slightly <laughs> homeless looking person like totally. like brother it's like it's always that guy i think exactly. i think about independence day right what's uh is it brent spiner oh, yeah. who mm -hmm. plays like the crazy doctor <laughs> in independence day it's like yes. i wouldn't believe him either <laughs> that's the perfect comparison yeah and yeah i'm just trying to think what else here i mean it's it's got elements of the poseidon adventure with yeah, so many uh you know so much flooding that occurs there's a hotel where the wife uh in this in this family is is trapped with um her son and another couple uh when this this thing happens and there's a really cool moment i remember where it's it's referenced a couple of times but they say that when, like, what is it? That when the sirens go off, that they only have like, what, 10 minutes before yeah. the wave hits? That I thought that was super suspenseful. The movie it just works super well. And it really does hit all the, the, the things that a great disaster movie should with 
the the human drama but the action is you know it, it's great but not like it's not like armageddon where it's just you know that michael bay stuff it's it's very it's very raw uh, not not documentary-esque but um in comparison to really a lot of disaster with- movies it is very grounded yes very grounded yes. and the, the the effects are are fantastic for yeah a very small budget i think it's six million five, six million that's yep that's incredible i think it that wouldn't get like one day on a roland emmerich movie no (laughs) no 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 this is awesome and it's and it's awesome all the way up until the very ominous ending where i believe it says something about like this this will happen eventually this will happen in real life perfect yeah all the geologists agree that the scientists agree that it will happen it just hasn't happened yet they just don't know when it will happen i think this movie though to go off what Brian was saying there, I think this is a great mixture of like pulse pounding thrills with science. Like these movies, the three movies that we're talking about all are, are various degrees of this where they try to like, say like, this could happen and this is how it could happen. But this one I think is of all like the history of disaster movies, one of the most realistic in that sense where you're like, Oh shit. And you start thinking like, what would I do? Like you put yourself in that guy's position and it's terrifying. Right. Yes. It, it really is. The, the scenes where, where we finally see the wave approaching and there's people that are trying to evacuate um, like via car and then they have to get Ugh. out of their car. It's, it's yeah. very, very deep. In fact, that scene, it, I, I mean, I was just, I mean, I couldn't even describe what I was feeling. I was so anxious. So that's, it was, it was a hard choice between the wave and Greenland, which is another great blend of, of the drama but i would say a little more focus on the human drama this one i think is a a much better blend of of the two so yeah this is a a damn fine movie and And you don't notice the subtitles at all i didn't know for a second i I noticed them because i was reading them well yeah yeah (laughs) yes yes i would recommend definitely don't watch the dub of this uh, you shouldn't mm. watch dub movies oh. anyway. Who are you, you cretin? Just watch the <laughs> watch the the subs. Um, but not just that. So the one good thing we have as as uh, stupid Americans and uncultured swine, we don't know these actors, right? So you watch yeah. a movie like this, and that's the other thing that's so effective is you're like, this isn't like Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, running from a wave, and you're like, well, he's not going to die. This is like something you've never seen before. Don't mess with the day after tomorrow. I'm just, well, what I'm saying though, is that <laughs> there's no plot armor in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and that, that works really well when you don't know the, the names, mm-hmm. I should say. Mike, what are your thoughts on the wave? I love the wave. Uh, like I said, I, I told Brian to, to watch it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember how I came across it. I think it just made Ooh, yeah. enough of a splash for me to, to just read about it in <laughs> one site or another. And, and I just rolled with it and checked it out right away and loved it. And I'm, <clears throat> I only just found out today that it was made for such a small budget. I didn't think five to six million could get you a movie that looks like this. It really does yeah. look pretty damn good for that money. Um, and it, it rings all the drama out of it. Everything rings really true as far as the emotion of it and the, the moments within the movie that that moment where their friend is basically he can't swim and he's struggling 
and pulling oh, at them yeah. and pulling at the woman and her son. Yeah. Like that, that scene is intense. Yeah. Uh, That's... And like heartbreaking. So if you can have a scene like that in a, in a movie like this, it's, it's a win. Another thing I like about this and, and is uh, something you talk about disaster movies in general is the pacing of it. This yeah. isn't a movie that, that holds back the wave until the third act. Like, no, the wave hits and it hits pretty quick. And the movie isn't about like, can they stop the wave? The movie's like, well, no, this is inevitable. What are you going to do about it? And that's another thing that's really cool is that there isn't, you know, the Michael Bayism of let's get a team together. We're going to build a wall in 48 <laughs> hours and we're going to stop this wave. Right. I mean, no, Jones could have done it. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's just like <laughs> this guy's like, well, shit, we're about to drown. We need to get to high ground. I need to save my family. That's a very different movie, you know, and that's and it's very effective in this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to, to let people know, um, this movie was followed by The Quake. Um, which came out a few years later, 2018. So this one came out in 2015. Um, didn't make a, a whole lot of money, but I think has like one of those word of mouth things where people are like, oh shit, you got to watch The Wave. So they did The Quake, same low budget. Um, I don't think it's as successful as um, The Wave. It's still a, a quality movie, especially when you when you get to earthquake movies, which are a whole other can of worms. And yeah. uh, I think it's, I think if you do back to back, uh, it could be a fun afternoon. It's a nice. different director and a, a different vibe, but it's still pretty solid. Same characters okay. though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely worth it. And, and again, it also shows that, you know, you don't need $200 million and all the effects in the world to, to have a quality disaster movie, especially if you focus on the, the human aspect, which is, you know, always what we like in these movies. Amen. Oh my gosh. I just looked up the quakes gross. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, it's in the thousands. <laughs> uh, well, I think, um, yeah, so they, we're, we're not talking, these movies didn't get huge releases. Um, no. I think they're streaming, uh, not sure which streaming service, but you know, Google it, you'll find it. Um, definitely <laughs> worth checking out both of them. It, start I with had the, to wave. Buy the wave, did you, which I, I was happy to do because it was pretty cheap. It was like six ninety nine, So I was like, yeah, oh, I'll okay. do that. well, I mean, support, support, you know, movies. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Any last thoughts on the way before we move on? There, the one other thing I want to point out because yeah, Mike, you mentioned that scene with with that guy, and I'm just thinking about that now. There's a, there's just another great moment where right right before the wave hits, the the main geologist is going to seek shelter in one of the cars as you know they're in this traffic jam with the wife of his neighbor um, mm -hmm. who he's got connected with, and they just quickly grab hands like and it's just it's just one of those very small moments of yep i can put myself in their shoes right there and it does not feel good like you know that likely one of them is going to die it's probably not going to be the guy but i don't want to say anything else but it's, <laughs> just, it's just a nice yeah. little moment of like one last like you know we have those brace for impact moments in a lot of these disaster films yeah but this one i think executes that just a tiny little moment better than most for sure. And then this isn't like, you know, cause it, we've been kind of conditioned by, you know, the, the big budget movies that when that scene happens, when people like hold their hands and brace for impact, yeah. um, you expect like the hero guy, like the rock to show up and to like lift the car out of harm's way. <laughs> right. And you just know that this movie just doesn't have that. It's, it's so yes. nice yes. and tragic. <laughs> yes. Um, 
yeah so uh yeah uh, the wave everybody check it out it's awesome please 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 so next i'd like to go to mike because i think his pick highlights a trend that we see in a lot of disaster movies which is the the twin film trend ah um, yes for those that don't know, twin films is when you have competing studios trying to rush out movies that have, for some reason or another, uh, the same DNA, basically. These are mm-hmm. the same movies, different filmmakers, different casts. But, you know, we see this with disaster movies like Dante's Peak, which we mentioned in Volcano. Um, a volcano. Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. And then when people think of twin uh, films, this is the, the comparison that always comes to mind, which is Armageddon and Deep Impact. And when I see both of the posters, I, you know, I look at them. I say, you know what? I don't want to miss a thing here. I don't want to close my eyes. I want to fall asleep because I would miss, well, the movies, yeah. but yeah. I don't want to miss this a thing. This is great. And so <laughs> it's funny because Mike, Mike is quoting Armageddon's famous theme song um, yes, that theme reinvigorated song. Uh, Aerosmith's career for like a third time. Mm. I think that was yeah. their the third wave Aerosmith is what they call it. Sure. Um, but yeah, so even though Mike quoted that, he's decided to shun Michael Bay's Armageddon. Um, and he's going to the other movie about a comet heading to Earth, Deep Impact. So, well, Mike, you know, I was going to describe the the plot and have you guess which one it was. But obviously we know which one it is. So the film <laughs> well, I chose. Describe finds, the plot because, it, yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, because if you just say like the initial plot, just like the film finds, you know, a comet on a collision course with Earth. And there's a ragtag crew put together to fly to the asteroid and deploy explosives in order to split the giant rock and divert its course. You were describing both movies. Yes. So uh, where Michael Bay zigs. Yeah. Deep impact. Definitely zags. Um, (laughs) And and there's nothing wrong with Armageddon. I enjoy Armageddon, but it's just a very, very different approach to the same movie. Mm -hmm. So they're, they release, you know, like you said, just months apart. Um, deep impact instead of having these like hyper macho characters and involved sunset magic hour action shots uh, that I, I don't know why, like when I was watching Armageddon this week, I just kept saying it's like the cinematic equivalent of Michael Bay, like just fucking himself and loving and watching himself fuck himself and really enjoying it. And it just, you could sense it in every frame and you're just like, good Lord, I like this movie, but come on, man. It's funny because when you watch Michael Bay, we'll have to, next time he, maybe for ambulance, we'll do this or we'll go over Michael Bay movies because it's interesting because just every movie, if you watch them like in a row chronologically, you feel like each one, it's like, oh, he can't go bigger. And then he goes bigger and you're like, well, he can't go bigger. Right. And he keeps going bigger and it keeps getting it's almost like he's parodying himself now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And the characters become more and more of an afterthought as as each iteration goes up, goes oh. by. He's like, you want one 360 slow-mo shot? How about <laughs> try four? a whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the first guy to do a 360 shot movie, right? Oh. Like a real-time 360 shot. No yeah. cuts. No cuts. No um cuts. But yeah, so so Deep Impact is decidedly not that. Uh, it leans into the humanity. It's, you know, whether that's a reporter who's thrown into the middle of a story and is estranged from her father or a boy who discovers the comet and is just trying to save his high school crush 
or the very human president who's just trying to hold the, the country together or the astronauts trying to save the planet. They're human characters and they have flaws and they have like arguments and there's like moral dilemmas within it. They aren't macho over sexualized caricatures. They're people with, you know, and that's kind of why the, the movie holds up so well for me is because there's real human elements at the center of it. The effects don't hold up great. There's there's parts where like yeah, the ships approaching the astronaut or, you know, some of the destruction is is not that great. But I try not to knock. He's 90s. 24 years old. Exactly. You don't yeah. knock Oof. a movie like that for the effects. Uh, it, what what matters is if it still holds up emotionally. And I, I like I thought it really held up emotionally for me on this rewatch. Um, there was, you know, I, I, I knew every beat that was coming in this movie when I rewatched it. And yet I was crying at like multiple points in this movie. Oh, really? Because yes, yes. There's a really like heart wrenching moments. Uh, obviously the, the part on the beach with Taya Leone and her father is, eh. is touching for me. And also the, the whole, like um, the bit with the, the trying to think of her name, Laura Innes and her toddler. Just gets ah. me oh, that, yeah, that's that, emotional. that stuff kills yeah. me. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's, yeah. Yeah. We all kids, though. I yeah. think if you're, you know, if you don't kids, it might not hit you the same. Yeah. But I think this, the reason this movie really differentiates itself is because of Mimi leader, the, the director, it, it has almost like a feminine touch to it. It's a, it's a disaster action movie, but it is really emotional and character centric. Um, so I, I kind of really, it, it doesn't have the Aerosmith theme song. It doesn't have, you know, it, it's, it's obvious the budget was lower than Armageddon and it doesn't have Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis, you know, quipping each other. Um, but I think it has a really kind of nice human, uh, element and it's not about saving the day. It's about, you know, trying to keep hope alive, um, or, or at least find, you know, what you're looking for in this life, whether that's reconnection or, um, you know, uh, whatever it might be. So I, I thought it worked pretty well for me. Elijah Wood, Robert Duvall, Taylor Leone. Can we talk Hell about yeah. Elijah Wood for a second? Hell yeah, we can. <laughs> yes. Biederman. Yeah. Right? Leo Biederman. Leo Biederman. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what, like 14, 15 in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. his story in this movie is bonkers. <laughs> I'm not going to get too much (laughs) into it. Even if I told you exactly what happens to Elijah Wood in this movie, it wouldn't spoil it because there are like 15 stories going on in this movie. And he's just one of them a lot. Yeah. But uh, he discovers the asteroid. He's the crazy scientist in this movie, which is crazy. He's 15 years old. Um, He has a high school crush who he marries. Okay. Um, Trying to save her life. I know. It's just weird. And then suddenly he's on a dirt bike. Like he's the rock in the third act of this movie. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Makes total sense. Emotional sense to me. Like a teenager trying to save the the crush. That absolutely rings true. Right. It's just, it's so strange in the, in the whole pacing of this movie, because you've got like these moments where you have uh, Morgan Freeman, who's like maybe the best president in any movie. Yeah. And he's doing these super emotional, like poor guy. Every time he gets on TV, it's never a good sign. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's he's the harbinger of doom. Um, But at least he's got all that insure to drink. (laughs) 
man is there a lot of <laughs> very, very weird how much insurance in this movie um but but it'll go from that and then cut to elijah wood like you know prepubescent elijah wood and it's just so strange um and the only other thing is uh you you mentioned the the ragtag group mm-hmm. uh this ragtag group maybe maybe doesn't have bruce willis or uh ben affleck but it does have a uh like zonked out of his mind john favreau a oh, robert yeah. duvall robert du fucking ball named spurgeon tanner God, that's an astronaut that's character? Yeah. <laughs> who in this movie they posit that there was another astronaut who went to the moon <laughs> yeah uh, much more recently and anyway but uh all that to say deep impact i don't know it's weird because you can't talk about it in a vacuum right like you can't talk about deep impact without mentioning armageddon and gun to my head i'm choosing armageddon man i no way man no way. i am i am even though michael bay is all about excess there's just something so silly and fun about armageddon and deep impacts like you know i love armageddon's Steve like Buscemi the and all that in, yeah. in armageddon and I, I i like armageddon a lot but i i think deep impact holds up way better but Armageddon's like your crazy uncle who, you know, takes you yes. out for a fun day <laughs> where deep impacts like your dad making you do homework. Like it's what? just, it's a totally different vibe, man. Deep impacts. Like just when you think the shit's about to get fun, you have Morgan Freeman saying our missiles failed. We're all going to die. And you're like, you know, Oh fuck. I, I got to say really quick. Like I, I, and I may have mentioned this in a previous pod. I don't know. I apologize if I had, but um, every time you, like you said, Every time he'd come on TV, he'd deliver bad news. And I remember turning to my friend, Austin, who I saw this movie with and saying, because by that point, I'd seen enough movies about the earth being in peril and someone saving the day. I remember turning to him and saying, this might not work out. He actually <laughs> might actually hit the planet. I think I said it kind of loudly too uh, in the theater. But I was like, man, th- nothing's working out here. This is no. kind of incredible. And then of Let's course- not act like there isn't a happy ending here. There's a very Hollywood oh, ending. No, yeah. I, I, this, is the, the, this is the Hollywood ending of the, I feel like this is like the studio notes. I think there was a studio <laughs> note that says we have to have destruction. And then you had a, a uh, director saying but i want it to be you know kind of nice and and it ended on the beach scene they're like no more yeah yeah, yeah. but i just think that like you know they have their cake and eat it too with this movie you get your destruction and then you get you know your happy ending no well, and i think just, it all works i don't know i don't know i mm, it's just it, it's an hour it's a two-hour movie and it takes you to the last 15 minutes before you get any sort of destruction which is always a bummer for me um and there's just a lot of characters in this movie uh the the emotional moments i think if they pared down this cast quite a bit like you could get rid of the biederman story i love you elijah wood i really damn you but if you got (laughs) rid of that whole side plot i think this movie would be much tighter and it would be uh, a better watch for me no that said, I, Deep I, Impact no, is no. is not a terrible way to spend two hours. Wow, what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I prefer, I, in my disaster movies, I prefer Armageddon. I, I lean on that side of the spectrum more than the Deep Impact side. That's all. But yeah. do you know Do you know what I mean when, you, when I say that Michael Bay likes to watch himself fuck? Like, you can <laughs> yes, feel it. I get that. that movie. But also, like, <laughs> dude. And he's complimenting himself the whole time. Deep Impact Michael has Bay. one kiss in the entire movie, <laughs> and it's between underage teens. Like, it's such a sexless, humorless 
just like the world's going to end. We're all going to die. You might as well just kill yourself now movie, which has its place and it's fine. It's very well acted. But sometimes I want to watch Ben Affleck use like animal crackers and fucking, you know, go up and nail uh, the gazelle. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I want in my movies sometimes. You want more Owen Wilson talking about Jethro Tull is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Um, Steve Buscemi just being awesome. That's yes. Um, there's a the the visual look of the of the the celestial bodies. Like I remember, like that always stood out to me too was how clean the comet looked when they were on it, and then how like gnarled and like and like almost haunted house esque the the asteroid looked in Armageddon. Like that. that yes. Again, that's another Michael Bay taking it to the limit. Uh, to quote the Eagles. But um, but yeah, he probably does in every conversation too. Okay, wait a minute. That this movie has another like kind of hits you in the side of the head moment when Favreau gets blown off the comet yes. while he's still alive, and he gets <laughs> Owen Wilsoned. Yes, that's a, a kind of a unsettling moment there. That oh my god, I, now I'm thinking about it. But uh, but yeah, like like you said, Mike. There's little moments where the the emotion just dials back up again. Where they like right before. Uh, Biederman, the Biederman portion of the comet strikes. And what was that scene where they have to, uh, Lele Sobieski's parents have to give the, the baby to them? Oh, oh that, my that, God. I think that's a heartbreaker. That's too much. Too much. I love me. it. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. <laughs> it really is. It's like, but it's real. Uh, but, it's no, I real. get that. But like, you know, you see a movie called Deep Impact. You <laughs> were you expecting the porn? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but you have I don't know. I guess I can't divorce myself from that time and place when I knew about these movies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the time it was like which is cooler, Armageddon or Deep Impact? Yes. And, oh, at the time I would have said Armageddon. Right. And and I think yeah. Deep Impact is is like, you know, is a better film, let's say that. <laughs> but it's not one I'm going to put on in the afternoon on a weekend, oh. you know. There you go. And 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 it's because of scenes like that where you're like, you know, where parents are like, take my kid because I'm about to die because the world's going to end. Or, you know, a, an older lady who realizes she's not going to get picked for the the arc mission because she's too old has to just kill herself. <laughs> She'd rather kill herself than deal with the I mean, it's just like it's heavy, man. There's some and, heavy shit. And I'd rather have some Aerosmith in my life. <laughs> you wouldn't want James Horner. This is James Horner again. A James Horner uh, masterpiece of a score. Oh, it's fine. But it's the just score like... for Armageddon is is iconic. Yeah. I, I like as soon as it started, I was like, man, that one. That's a good one. <laughs> and I think Armageddon's a longer movie too, right? Like, it is. It, and is, yes. it, it just feels like a breezy ninety minutes, even though it's probably like what, like two and a half hours, probably. But Deep Impact feels two hours. Like, I don't know. There's a scene towards the beginning when the uh, wolf uh, is looking at... at uh, oh, my God. Let's talk about that scene for a second. Is, are you talking about when he's eating the pizza? That, that, that's the most wonderful pizza moment ever. And it, then it leads into, obviously, the quick <laughs> pivot into the... Uh, it's nuts. Get into the into the realization that oh my god this is going to happen and then and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> the Same. the the plot gymnastics they do to make it so that Elijah Wood can discover a comet but yeah. also not let the world know 
is <laughs> crazy. They have this is this happens in the first five minutes, so it's not really a spoiler. But yeah. Elijah Wood looks through a telescope and says, "That's not a star. That looks like something different." His teacher's like, "Oh, I'll go uh, let the doctor know." He what? He emails him. Yeah, yeah, it is some. I think it's email, but okay. So the doctor's working at the 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 observatory. He sees that it's a comet and it's headed straight for Earth. So he goes on his email because he's got to alert everybody. But with the server, with his pizza, right? But the server (laughs) is down because email servers crash all the time in 1998. Yeah. So then he's like, "Well, I'll put it on a floppy disk and I'll drive it to (laughs) the destination." Floppy disk. (laughs) So he puts it on a floppy disk. He drives. And he's like rushing around in his Jeep and he gets head on collided with a semi truck and then literally explodes in flames. And then it's like one year later. And somehow they get the the data anyway and assume that both are dead. Yeah. (laughs) The point of that that was because (laughs) they didn't want because they wanted science, right? Michael Bay is (laughs) like, fuck science. This comet is like a million miles away, but it's going to hit us tomorrow. And deep impact astronauts while I'm at it. I want oil men. (laughs) Yeah. Real men. Dirt (laughs) under their nails. And then but this movie's like, well, no, if it's like, you know, light years away or whatever, then it's going to have to take like months and years for our astronauts. Yeah. And so they had to delay it by two years. And that was their way of doing it. But talk about plot gymnastics to make it happen. Like it's no kidding. It's if only the whole movie was that crazy. It would be a fun time. Okay, Mike, you mentioned that the the CG hasn't aged, or did you say, Charles, that the CG hasn't aged well? Which it's fine. Is? It's fine. But there are From moments. the 90s. Yeah. yeah. The very last shot, gentlemen, is yep. horrendous. What 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 did they, they screw up there? Because, like, it's, I don't want to give too much away, but there is a shot at the end where it's a crowd cheering. We see this crowd, and it's a CG crowd of people that are just standing there. Where's the, the noise coming from? Don't worry <laughs> about it. I, I am worried about it. <laughs> no, it, it, I can, like Mike said, you can't look at a 25 year old movie and be like, oh, the CG fucking blows. Like, because there are moments where it actually looks pretty good. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and there are moments like when they're flying around the comet where you're like, okay, this looks pretty cool. But it's like the, the, when the they try to complain. of the Biederman comet coming down are yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, the, the, the impact scene's really cool. The, the wave yeah. thing, I think they messed up a little bit because they were trying, I don't know, I'm not a special effects person, but it looked like they were trying to mix like real models with, you know, CGI and it just kind of doesn't ah. look right. There's that uncanny valley where you're like, well, this kind of looks silly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. But, but other than that, like, I mean, you know, the emotional moments are still there, I think. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's broccoli versus ice cream. Come on. This you need your broccoli, broccoli, but everybody wants that ice cream. This isn't broccoli. It kind of is, man. And that's fine. It's just different. Disagree. Disagree. This isn't broccoli. Oh. <laughs> um, any last thoughts about Deep Impact before we move on? Oh, only that it's not fucking broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. You're on record supporting the movie. I get it. Um, okay, so moving on. Finally, we have my pick, and maybe I'm Boo. biased. I know, but I think my pick's arguably the best disaster film of all time. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's great. A, shut up. It shut is up. Great. Let me get through. Let me talk. 
you had your moment deep yes. impact um it's also one of the most rewatchable films of all time and when you look back at the cast it might very well be one of the best gatherings of filmmaking talent ever to grace a dumb blockbuster um i'm talking about twister guys Yes. So for the poor souls who haven't seen Twister, the film focuses on a group of storm chasers trying to deploy a tornado research device during a severe outbreak of Twisters in Oklahoma. Um, Check this out. It's directed by Jan DeBont, who's coming off the success of what movie, gentlemen? Speed. Speed. Come on, dude. From Speed to Twister. But then to speed two, we won't we won't talk about that. I still uh, like speed two. I'm I'm just going to be that guy that says speed two is still a good movie. You're not, yeah, okay. Um, but but okay, Jan Dumont's great. But the cast, brace yourselves: Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Jamie Gertz, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Todd Field, Alan Ruck, Jeremy Davies, Joey Slotnick, and Carrie Elwes. Being very evil, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's a glorious piece of filmmaking, and every time it shows up on my TV, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. Um, what do you guys? We, I mean, any any differing thoughts? No, only only that it shouldn't fucking work. Every no. time I'm watching it more and more, I'm like, this movie makes no fucking sense, and it <laughs> shouldn't make sense. And yet, everyone is fascinating. Philip Seymour Hoffman is on another level of fascinating in this. Oh movie. yeah. I could I could debate people for hours that this might be his best performance of all time. It's amazing. It's <laughs> it's, it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, some of the effects are really good, and some of the effects are really bad. But basically, the movie is is Jaws with a storm system. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense. No, but it's also Jaws where they had three interesting characters. They're like, we'll give you eight. You yeah. know, <laughs> throw them yeah. all in there. <laughs> We're just yeah. gonna have so many characters, and, and they're also- all gonna be weird and different and unique and work somehow it's it's and also the storms the tornadoes are going to come out of nowhere it's going to be sunny and then suddenly it is storming it's going to chase our characters and then it's going to dissipate instantly after meeting up with them every fucking time and they'll have pseudoscience to explain it absolutely every time and it introduces the world to the fajita scale and how many times (laughs) in elementary or middle school did you say oh was that an f4 that that uh hit the whatever what do you guys call an f5 yeah. the finger of god, oh god. <laughs> okay so that brought that segues to well here okay before we get to my next rant brian what are your thoughts on twister i i will never forget this kicking off that summer movie season um yes and it, so good and at the time especially i was all about tornadoes and i remember just, same yeah like this, i was watching this, those documentaries with like tornado footage with my dad i'm pretty sure the oh, weather channel oh good yeah. oh, i'm pretty sure the weather channel owes twister for everything because yes. <laughs> like how many times did you everybody wanted to be storm chasers yes yes um no i, I it's 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 a super fun watchable movie it it, it, it i don't know that it's necessarily aged the best um, oh it has logic wise no but everything else like it a works. fine wine yeah. like a fine fucking wine how bad did you want to eat the meal at joe's aunt's house yes oh dude oh, dude pretty pretty damn good looking no every time every time meg's gravy's famous it's practically a food group yeah where'd you get all these this meat <laughs> see my cows out front no Woo. <laughs> yeah. you uh, you what do you say you uh you slaughter your own cows, Meg. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going, Brian. I got no, more quotes. I, I wrote extreme. some quotes. 
there was like, uh, I think the marketing for this was super effective too. And I think that's what also drew me in. Like uh, the, the, the trailers all presented this, like, I would say this movie is actually another nice blend of like pivoting from pretty, pretty dark and intense to like with this, the actual storm chasing scenes to kind of lighthearted. And for some reason there's a divorce subplot mixed in as well. Um, but it's the amazing. Marketing it's great. Art was phenomenal. Every trailer like presented this movie that was going to be like this, you know, this, this monstrous like disaster tornado. You are in serious danger, even just by watching this movie, which wasn't there a story about a, a drive-in that was showing this movie and a tornado actually hit. No, uh, that, well, that's in the movie. That's got to be I know. Uh, I, I'm sure that's not real. You're right. Um, but how many times when you're driving in a car did you look at the, the window and go, ooh, rain bands? Yeah. Anybody? Well, Anybody? Well, I see. So that's got to be a sign. Um, yeah. It, I, I, it's every time it's on, I, I, I find myself starting to nitpick and I just, no. No, you can't. No, it's, no, it's so, great. So we've been quoting the movie. I got to I gotta go through some of my favorite quotes because I was on IMDb looking at the quotes and I'm like, oh my God, so good. Wonderful. You mentioned the, the divorce subplot. There's yep. the famous line where Jamie Gertz is on the phone and she has to, you know, <laughs> she's driving through a tornado while she's in the passenger seat. Uh, yeah. The extremes driving through a tornado. And she goes, I got to go, Julie. We got cows. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Come on. That's an awesome line. I think You're that's right. the same cow. <laughs> <laughs> There's Dusty, who's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's whispering to Jamie Gertz's character. Machine. And he says, the suck zone. It's the point <laughs> basically when the twister sucks you up. That's not the technical term for it, obviously. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then there's Belzer who says, normal man spends his life avoiding tense situations. Dusty says, repo man spends his life getting into tense situations. Belzer. <laughs> oh. um, uh, and then wonderful. perhaps my favorite of all of the lines, he's going to rue the day he came up against the extreme <laughs> oh, baby yep. bill i'm talking imminent ruage imminent <laughs> ruage yes yes <laughs> philip says even if it's one word it just is amazing yeah yeah it's it's just for philip seymour hoffman yeah every scene he's in is incredible but i mentioned before the actors in this movie so you have Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton who are the leads, even though they're overshadowed almost entirely by everybody else, but they're still great. Helen Hunt especially is, is she shouldn't be so good because she's kind of a curmudgeon in the entire movie, but she's great. And Bill Paxton's fucking Bill Paxton. He's perfect. But um, you have Todd Field who people are like, oh, that guy. And then he went on to be like an Oscar nominated filmmaker. Like what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alan Ruck. Come on. Ferris Bueller yeah. guy. And this is succession. He's, he's in back. succession now. Jeremy Davies, Joey Slotnick. I mean, all these people, you're like, every character in this movie just works, like we are saying. And it's, it's like lightning in a bottle. It can never happen twice. Uh, I know they're trying their best to try to reboot or remake or sequelize or legacy this movie. You just can't, especially no. since Bill Paxton's no longer with that's us. A, that's okay. Like, that's okay. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we'll, said, I have a pitch for it. We'll get to okay. that in a second. But you don't have but Bill Paxton anymore. You don't have Philip Seymour Hoffman anymore. Like, come on. Like, yeah, you just you can't. That is a bummer. Big question, though, and I hate to ruin the day. How do they make money? Oh, the Storm uh, Chasers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's Who's a good point. Them? I think they were working for some university or something, right? I, was I don't say, think it's ever since. 
or something? Yeah, I think it was I Grant. I think you're assuming all that, but well, sure. Well, so there's the whole plot because the extreme sells out to be a meteorologist. I do remember that. And they're all like, come on, man. What a sellout. And he's like, we got to make money. Um, Jonas got himself some corporate sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we know that's not... <laughs> He's in it for the money, not the science. Everything is a quote. It's everything's so a quote. This is a great. Okay, I, this is a great movie. I have no problem <laughs> really with this. It's amazing, and it's it's one of those where it is. It feels like it takes thirty minutes to. This whole movie feels like it's thirty minutes long. Like it's over before yes. you know it. It's just one thing after another. There's a little Q Van Halen. A, oh yes, <laughs> humans being. Even humans though it's being. Van Hagar, but still. It, I, I don't, even uh, in we, the context of the film, I think it's the only Van Hagar that can work. I yes. don't know. I, I have a soft spot for Sammy Hagar's era of Van Halen, but me too. That's, that's why a- you think Deep Impact is broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Could you imagine? We were talking about twin films. There's not another Twister. I mean, no. they made plenty of like clones after it. Yeah, they made like sure. straight to TV ones that were terrible that I watched. <laughs> like the one with Man. Bruce Campbell and Ernie Hudson. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not uh, good. Was <laughs> it just Tornado? Was that it? I don't remember. I think I, it was called Tornado. Yeah. yeah. With an exclamation point, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this movie was released in 1996. So it's like 26 years yeah. old, which is bonkers. Was this the kickoff of the oh, 90s disaster boom? I, I think, well, the like, maybe. Well, check this out. Okay. You know what? It finished second at the box office that year. Do you know what beat it? 96. Don't look it up, don't you? Nope. That was number three. I don't know. Oh, ID4. Yes. Independence Uh, Day. Independence Day. We had a summer with Twister and Independence Day. Yeah. What a year, man. And 97. We were talking about 97 the other day. That is a great fucking year for for movies. Yeah. It's... Um, so yeah, Twister, I think was, cause I remember Twister was one of those, I, there were obviously disaster movies dating back to like the 60s. Oh yeah. And 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like the nineties, like everybody, this might've been it movie. because this really was a, a big runaway hit and the marketing, like Brian said, was, was really masterful because the cow thing was, <laughs> yeah, was in that. the trailer and then they had the scene where like the tire was like going towards the screen mm-hmm. yeah um, oh, i love that shot yeah and i don't even think it's in the finished movie but it was just yeah. a perfect trailer shot to get you like holy crap like you're gonna be driving through tornadoes yes. um and it was all obviously cg uh the tornadoes but i just remember being sold on like the the in theater stand-up like they had a, yeah. a giant tornado. I don't even think it said Twister when I and saw it. And then the car driving towards it, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it just looked pretty awesome. And, the, and the, the tornado look was dark and just like frightening. Yeah, I remember that Standy. Oh yeah, it was. Oh. It was going back to like the Armageddon versus Deep Impact. This was just dumb enough that you didn't need to know anything about storm chasing, but it was <laughs> smart enough that it felt like afterwards you're like an expert, right? Totally. Like you were like, well, yeah. Well, you knew the Fujita scale, scale yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know, and it's it it just is the sweet spot. I don't know. In my mind, I don't think this movie. Uh, I don't think there's a disaster movie that kind of tops it in the purest sense of like an overall experience. Um, there are obviously bigger, more expensive ones. Um, there are obviously better acted ones, but like, you know, yeah, this isn't 2012. This isn't Day After Tomorrow, but. I mean, come on. 
It's pretty good. It's pretty damn. Good. You know, pound for pound, this this is up there for me. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm honestly, except for like Dante's Peak, I, I I don't really love Dante's Peak, but you could pick any of those disaster movies from the '90s, and I'd be like, "Yup, love it." I could I could argue <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah so I love it. so we said that you can't make a sequel, but. Mike already talked about having a pitch for it. The reason I this got brought did. up yes. offline is because I think you actually mentioned this, Brian, in one of the earliest podcasts where you said you had a twister pitch, or maybe we were just talking. You said you had a twister. <laughs> you pitch. probably have it from sixth grade in a notebook or something. Well, that's like what that. I think this, the whole idea of Brian's notebook of, of unmade movies. I think the twister pitch has been iconic. Could you grace us quickly with your twister pitch for twister very, two? Very quick. T- twister two colon new storm brewing um <laughs> and yeah the film is it, it really now um let's see bill is back uh with the team they're all they're all hunting storms again and it, it does borrow heavily from the first in that they're again trying to place a device in the path of a tornado only this time it is essentially a weather bomb which will no way reverse the flow of the of the tornado and create a wind explosion that will destroy <laughs> said tornado. Dude, you are saying my pitch. Are you serious? Yes. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I, no, I'm I, loving I it. I'm loving it. it. Keep going. Post credit scene because they I, something would happen at some point where maybe some members of the team would get killed. I don't know. Maybe Bill would be hospitalized or something. I don't know. Post credit scene. We are on the we, same page here. Me and we, me and twelve year old Brian. Oh shit. Okay, I, I was just going to say, like, the, the person that they need, they, they like, okay, sir, like, someone's running through a corridor at some place, they open the door, sir, <laughs> we be need a corridor. you, uh, yes, and the, the door flies open, sir, we need you, we see it's Jonas, he survived somehow. No! <laughs> Jonas no. is fine, Jonas is back, Jonas is probably a cyborg, but either way. I was way, just thinking, that's the only way, he's got, like, a bionic arm or something. And he like he, he takes the arm and he like makes a fist and says, "Now I have the finger of God," or something like that. I don't know. That's just off the top of my noodle. But I am so desperate to hear Mike's pitch. I, I, I'm, I'm. There's, there's poop coming out. I'm there's, a, there's a lot of crossover. I'll tell you that. Oh shit! Okay. Oh god, I'm so, I am so happy. This is the happiest moment. All right, go ahead. Oh my god. So I'll just say I don't think there should be a twister too. But Absolutely I had to think of a Twister Two because you said you said there that we should pitch a Twister Two, so I'm happy to. Um, so yes. this is modern day. This isn't like right after Twister. This is like oh good the requel. So it's like our our technology and our data analysis has evolved in part thanks to Joe Dorothy. and Bill's yeah the 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 work they oh. did. But detection's really no longer the issue. So I would set it kind of like in a, in a maybe slight future where tornadoes are getting even more clustered and frequent and worse by the year. And we'd find Joe dealing with kind of like a recent empty nest. Her and Bill had children. One is in her 20s and found herself kind of drawn to climatology because Bill passed away chasing a storm that he had underestimated. Oh, so dude, you're, you're like her mother before her, she just wants to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone again. So... Only like she, she doesn't want to chase storms to get better data. She doesn't want to figure out a method to, you know, uh, like give people more time. She wants to completely dissipate them, which is where ours cross over. So she has like (laughs) this targeted burst technology that she's trying to develop with her like up and coming team. 
And it'd be like mostly the daughter and her team chasing tornadoes as they work to develop and iterate that technology to like kill them before or after they form. So like Joe gets roped back into it when her daughter is like hospitalized and nearly killed for when she's trying to chase, you know, a particularly nasty tornado and she and her daughter team up in the last act to like chase down this F5. I'd imagine a situation where they have to be in the center of the tornado and and have to like develop this tank-like vehicle to drive in the path and anchor down. Great. Only the F5 is so powerful that it pulls the tank up. It uproots the anchors and like the only issue is, is they have to figure out a way to while flying in the tornado to get to the center of it. So it's like, this is where it like ups the absurdity and like goes full Roland Emmerich and like Joe has her daughter, like deploy a burst to clear the air around them. So she can jump out of the tank and deploy it in the middle of the tornado. And then the daughter has to jump out of the tank and catch her mom in a parachute. And it's like Q Van Halen. Fuck yeah. And that's my pitch. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm laughing. Cause I'm so elated. <laughs> The only thing is, is I like I'm how so, sad Charles sounded. I'm so it. sick. I'm, I'm so sick of legacy sequels. Oh. And I just imagine Hollywood actually doing it. And then you're going to have a CG ghost of Bill Paxton, <laughs> Bill Paxton in the tornado. And Philip Seymour Hoffman for some up. reason. <laughs> no, he's like giving a thumbs up to his daughter. And she like gets the final bit of courage to do her thing. Like, oh, God. But yeah. He, Again, as fun as those pitches are, <laughs> it should just never, never happen. I don't think it'd ever work. No. But, you know, yeah. that's as close as I could get with five minutes time. You know, no, I, I, I like it. I just don't want to ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys get to go on the ride at uh, no. Studios? I didn't either. I, I, I'm kind of regretting that I never actually did. I, I know I went on Jaws. Ooh. I don't remember. Jaws is a great ride. Mm-hmm. Was a great ride. That's Does it still ride. exist? I haven't been to Universal since I was a kid. Me either. Yeah. Okay, boys. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap up. Uh, any thoughts on Twister? I think we've kind of exhausted it, but I'm glad I we waited to last because that's it's a it's a fun time, much like the movie. Okay, here's my pitch for Twister three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cyborg no. Carrie Ellis <laughs> comes up from the grave. <laughs> <gasps> He's like, you think I got, you think I got corporate sponsors before (laughs) my arms owned by Pepsi or some shit. (laughs) And then he's really sad. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. So disaster movies are great. I think they kind of get shit on unfairly um, because they're big and dumb, but that's kind of the point. Um, Yeah. uh, I know Mike's super amped. If you haven't already guessed on Moonfall, Uh, we haven't seen it as of this recording. Uh, I'm less excited just because I think that looks silly in a it does look silly in a not fun silly way. The free bagels <laughs> thing from the trailer, come on, that's so stupid. I haven't, I have avoided it. I okay. do not know. Well, you're in for a treat. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, if you don't go see Moonfall, go watch Twister, go watch The Wave for sure. Um, and, and you know, is. or you can then, eat some broccoli and watch Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah, and then if you know your parents need you to do your homework, you can watch Deep Impact. <laughs> Um, but, no, I think, I think since I rewatched Deep Impact, I only, I owe it to Mike to rewatch Armageddon. 
uh, for the millionth time. And maybe, maybe my thoughts will change, but okay. I'm team Armageddon. I think hashtag team Armageddon. Okay. Oh yeah. It hasn't aged as well. It really hasn't. No, Michael Bay. Fun. Michael Bay movies fun. are completely, uh, they don't age well, like a day after they're released. The rock is amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The Rock is pretty incredible, but that's Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, right? Like, yeah. that's less Michael Bay and more of them. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. That's, <laughs> Jesus that's a Michael Bay line right there. It really is. That really is. Yeah. Uh, we really will do a Michael Bay episode just because there's oh, yes. so much to talk about. Yeah. Indeed. But uh, yeah, so thanks, gentlemen, for joining me uh talking these movies that we love so much uh we'll be coming back soon um we got some fun stuff coming up so yeah stick around thanks wait twister three twisters in hell and then it's in hell but with twisters (laughs) oh god